Welcome to the Western Runway Podcast. I'm your host, Janzen Too. Western Runway is a grassroots media company highlighting the most inspiring, gritty, and fashionable men and women of the West. Whether we're highlighting the best Western brands, rodeo street style, or the baddest ladies and gents on the ranch and the competitors in the arena, our mission at Western Runway is to let you be the leader in the Western fashion movement, as well as celebrate the unique taste and takes on today's Western looks. Make sure you tune in to each of our podcasts as we interview some of the most iconic and incredible people in the Western industry. All right, everyone. Today on Western Runway, we have the extremely talented and multi-event qualifier, Taylor Jacobs Hanchi. Taylor, tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, um, I, I guess I am a breakaway and a barrel racer now. Um, I made the finals in 2013 and 2015 in the barrels, but I really all along I, I said I was a breakaway roper with a really good barrel horse. And um, I started um, roping again seriously last um, January after watching the NFR um, with the girls roping. And this year I managed to qualify in the breakaway roping. That's awesome, and you do have a a pretty pretty well known barrel horse bow that you qualified um, 2013 and also won Rookie of the Year. And you were like, I don't remember what year Brittany Posey had done that, but you were the next person after her after several. I mean, it had been quite a while since she had won Rookie, and then you came in and you also won four go rounds that year and set an arena records. I mean, you and Bo have had an incredible career, so. Not that we're in a not highlight bow, but let's talk about your breakaway horse and kind of what that's been like to have another incredible athlete on the road with you. Yeah, so it's it's I, I barrel horses and rope horses are so different, just personality and demeanor wise. Um, so it was nice going with uh, the mare that I hauled most of the summer was Pam Pam, um, and she's a mare, but she she doesn't act like it, so that that's nice. But um, just like being around him like Bo was calm sometimes but he was a lunatic other times you know and so Pam is just pretty even kilter all the time unless you go to a rodeo and forget her earplugs if you forget her earplugs and she's at the rodeo and it's loud and all that she gets very excited and for an old lady um she moves very fast and so I always have earplugs and a spare just in case and tell us a little bit about the earplugs. Like, what's that process like to be able to put them in? I have personally, in all my years of riding horses, have not had to put any earplugs in horses. So I'm very intrigued about this. They're like little cat ball toys or whatever. Or, like, I, there are actual earplugs made for horses. But really, it just kind of drowns out the sound. Um, I, I don't know to what extent. I, I think they can still hear noises and stuff, but maybe not quite as loud. And um, I just put them in there before I ever, like, kind of go up towards the rodeo. And, like, if there's, like, a carnival or something going on, we'll say it's excited. So I put them in um, long before I get where I'm where I'm going to need to compete. That way she doesn't get riled up. And she doesn't care about me putting them in and out. So that's a good thing. I just pop them in there and then pull them back out when, when we're done. That's pretty handy there. I mean, I can imagine if it was a horse that didn't want their ears messed with or had maybe even experienced, like, ticks at some point in their life that they would not be so willing to let you put the um, earplugs in. Yeah, she, she's easy, thank goodness, because <laughs> I, I have seen some that are hard to do, and thankfully she she just kind of takes it. 
That's awesome. So let's talk a little bit about your roping career, because you said that you've always considered yourself a roper with a good barrel horse. At what point did you pick up a rope, and what did that process look like for you? I roped um, all through high school and college, and I I made the college finals in the breakaway roping, and um, I always I always kind of roped. I, I I guess starting in high school, I started roping, and um, I did it all through college, and then I got bow, and for the longest time, I took my breakaway horse with me um, to the rodeos with bow just as a buddy horse, not because I was getting to rope, but just because I needed something to go with him. Um, and eventually there was nothing really for me to go to as far as the pro rodeos went. And he was a good enough breakaway horse that I figured I could get some money for him. So I sold him and then just had some young horses with Bo. And, uh, when the rodeos kind of started, the pro rodeos started having breakaway again, I thought maybe I should get into it a little bit more. And I kind of dabbled here and there, you know, um, because really the last time I was competitive at breakaway roping was probably like 2012, 2013. And so it'd been, you know, seven or eight years since I'd said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to win at this, you know. And um, after watching the girls in Arlington last year, I thought, man, that's pretty cool. You know, maybe I can do that. And even then still, like, I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it. And, and Shane, thankfully, had some good rope horses for me to rope on. I would just kind of do it here and there. And um, then the summer before, before like the summer run, I guess, in May, I, I had, I didn't, didn't even have my WPRA card at that point. I bought my WPRA card and just went to a few rodeos and did okay. Um, and I thought, uh, eh, maybe I should, you know, I really, I thought to myself, like, I'm not going to be able to see Shane this summer if I don't go to some of the rodeos. And if I could go to the rodeos, see Shane and rope, that would be, you know, that'd be cool. And so it kind of started out as a, you know, I'm going to just kind of get my feet wet, dabble in it here and there. And, uh, I did okay. I mean, I, th- there was no, like two weeks that I was like, man, this is awesome or anything like that. It's, I just kind of kept improving and kind of started winning at the right spots that I, I just kind of worked my way up in the standings that it, it didn't become a really a reality that I could make the NFR until I made it because I wasn't in the, you know, I, I was never in the top 15 until the last weekend. So that's kind of a, a nail biting situation too. Um, having it be down to that last few rodeos and making every run count and every calf count too. You know, what's crazy though. I like, I didn't think I had a chance. So it was the pressure's off a little bit. Yeah. So I didn't have any pressure. I was just like, well, you know, like my goal was to be in the top 40. And then, like I said, I just kind of started winning and doing good at the right places, but still like going into the last weekend, I think I was 27th in the world. Like, I didn't think realistically I was going to be able to win enough to be in the top 15, but but I did, you know. Yeah, that's a big jump, but that's amazing. Um, and then you had mentioned Shane, so let's talk a little bit how that dynamic works, because obviously he's a very talented calf roper, and like you said, he's got some great horses. So what is it like for the two of y'all to rope together, practice, or even be at the rodeos together, being able to help each other and support each other? It's um it's a new dynamic for us because really um when when we started dating I was a barrel racer through and through you know and then so once Bo passed I just kind of took like like a back seat you know and 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 I was happy to do that and I still am you know um but I didn't have anything that I was 
being competitive at, whether it was barrels or, or breakaway or, and so I, I, I was helping him per se, you know? And so, uh, I was talking to him about it the other night because this will be the first year that we go to Vegas since we've been married or even like, you know, really, really together that, I'm going to be competing and and he's going to be competing, you know, in 2015, we were dating, but it was still a little bit different. You know, we weren't taking care of each other's horses and all that. And usually at the finals, um, I feed in the mornings and take care of the horses. And, and that's, I, I like to do that. I like to be at the barn and, and doing all that. And so this year I'm not going to be able to do that as much because I'm going to be roping myself. And so it's just going to be a little bit of a different dynamic. You know, he usually goes and signs autographs during the day. And I asked him the other day, I said, are you going to be um, at the, at the breakaway finals? And he was like, I don't know. I got to get some stuff moved around. And I'm like, let me rephrase this. You better be (laughs) at at the breakaway finals. He's like, I will be, but like, I'm really roping out there every day, but one, you know? And so, um, He's not going to be at all of them by any means, but uh, I, I figured that was a little bit um, important, so he should be there. Yes. Does he push your calves for you? He, well, um, he either pushes <laughs> or he stands in the box with me. It's sometimes, um, sometimes him in the box makes me more nervous because he gets <laughs> nervous. And so sometimes it's best for him to push my calf or to just be not in the exact same space as I am because just, it, just, he can be your video man. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm sure that you videoed a, a lot terrible of terrible videographer. Oh, he's no. a terrible, he, he like doesn't believe in zoom. I don't know. It's, I think it's a guy thing. Like that. I don't know. I don't need to see the mountains in my run. I want to be able to see my hands and the strands and all that. You would think so. with uh, as many times as he's probably asked somebody to video or needed videos, things like that, or even, you know, um, had to see somebody else's run on a calf if they've been in another rodeo before, he'd be a little bit more experienced in kind of what needs to be in there. Yeah, you would think, but but he's, he's, I think he's purposely bad at it, so he doesn't have to do it, is what I've decided, because no way a man can be this bad at videoing. (laughs) Maybe we'll have to do like a video training class. They they really have it for all husbands, because I, I feel like most husbands struggle. I feel like I went through that because when Cody and I started dating, we, uh, I had never been around the rodeo world. So I remember like the first roping we went to was, um, wildfire at Salado. And I just kind of videoed from wherever I was sitting and he like looked, watched his run. He was like, Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I do a good job. Like yeah. really wanting to like know. And he was like, yeah, it's not bad, but I really like to be videoed from, um, he like heads and heels, but like when he's heading, he's like, I want to be videoed from that side of the arena so I can watch my horse make my move and this and that. And when I'm yep. healing, I want to be videoed from like halfway down the arena. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's specific spots. So I feel like, yep. I, yeah. So I feel like I got a crash course in training. So maybe that's something that <laughs> needs to be, uh, somebody needs to start a business of that. Yeah, maybe so. I, I thought I did properly prepare Shane, but, but I guess not. Maybe we need to have like written rules, like flyers to hand out. Like when you yeah. are, are you videoing a run? Here's mm-hmm. where you need to sit. You're in here's this some, section. Here's some pointers. Yeah, you, y'all are seated in this section. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And with you know, kind of not necessarily hanging up your barrel saddle because who's to know what's to come? What's it been like? Do you feel more confident, or I guess not? Maybe confident's not the right word. More comfortable. 
um, roping since that has been such a big part of your life? Um, not necessarily. You know, I, I still have goo gobs of barrel horses, young ones, and, uh, I don't count them anymore at this point. Um, because I've read so many and then I get attached and I do try to sell, um, some of them along the way, but it's just, it's hard for me to do. And so I still have a lot of barrel horses. So even like, even now I'm riding like six or seven barrel horses a day. still. um, and I would, I would definitely say I was probably more confident, um, barrel racing. The breakaway is, you know, you can make a great run and be like, whoa, that was good. And then you still might not want to check, you know, just there's a lot, just like in the barrel race and in the breakaway, there's so many variables as far as calves and stuff like that. So, um, I would, I'm definitely not as confident in the breakaway as I was in the barrels, but I, I am getting a little bit better at believing in myself. So yeah, that, I mean, I don't do anything competitively like that anymore, but it is, there's a lot more variables when you're adding in live additional livestock besides yeah. your horse. You've mm-hmm. got, at least the barrels are stationary. Pattern sizes differ, but you know, it's three stationary objects. You don't have as much, uh, any outside forces being potentially working against you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and like you said, there's so many elements, like having somebody there to push, stand with your horse in the box, you know, uh, there's so many things that go into breakaway that are not variables in the barrel racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as rodeoing goes, what was it like since you were pretty seasoned, obviously entering rodeos, traveling, things like that, was it different with um, the formats of rodeos adding in breakaway? and there was an abundance of girls that entered this year and it was amazing. I know uh, there were some rodeos that had over a hundred girls in slack. Uh, and so what was that like being able to make it from one rodeo to the next? It was so much different than um, when I was barrel racing because like in the, in the barrels, every rodeo has the barrels, you know, so you can go from here to there to, and like kind of make a, a big circle, you know, because every rodeo has them and you can logistically, you can be like, okay, this makes sense to go this way. In the breakaway, there's not enough rodeos that have breakaway. So I felt like I was driving in zigzags, you know, like I would, okay, well, you got to go over there because they have breakaway. And then you got to come back over here because they have breakaway. There's not like enough of them quite yet to like, just Oh, we're just going to make a big circle here and, and call it good, you know. So you're kind of having to drive a, a, a lot more for less rodeos. Um, so that was something that was kind of hard for me to adjust to. You know, I like being able to go to pretty much one a day. Like, I love that. You know, let's go somewhere every day. And that wasn't the case in the breakaway roping. And entering, I love to enter. Like, I think it's a puzzle and it's a game and you can see how to get up where and what's, you know, what's the best advantage as far as when to get up and get some trades and all that. So I have always loved entering. So that's fun for me. That's awesome. And then I feel like also going from barrels to breakaway, you also had a little bit insider detail on, you know, arena setups and things like that. And also from dating chain and then being married to him and going to these rodeos, you you know what the timed event in looks like as well. Mm-hmm. So was that, do you feel like that played into an advantage for you this year? I think probably the biggest advantage was like knowing where to stay, you know, um, I, I'm ashamed to say that a lot of times I went to the, um, 
the rodeos and the barrels and didn't look down where they were roping from and stuff like that. And, you know, I would be like, oh, yeah, I've been to Salinas. And they're like, well, what's the box like? And I'm like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you what the yeah. ground is for barrels. But. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I don't, I didn't pay enough attention to the the roping end of it when I was running barrels, but just knowing where to stay and where safe and good places for the horses, I think, I think that helped a lot. You know, I kind of knew what fairgrounds were open. I, I know people as far as where, where I could stay and that's a big deal to me. I want, you know, I'm still a barrel racer when I want my horses to be in the best spot possible and their legs wrapped and all that. And so, um, I think that helped. I think that's a huge deal. And I've always said this about just the Western community in general. I do feel like it's a pretty big family. And so if you're in a bind, it's pretty easy now, especially with social media to hop on there and say, Hey, I'm in X town, I'm looking for a place to stay overnight to be able to unload my horses. And if you don't know somewhere, somebody has a friend of a friend where you can. And that's also, I think that's amazing. Now this year it might've been a little different because they couldn't let as many people at their places because they don't have enough room. So having that insider knowledge definitely uh, helped you a lot. Yeah. All right. So now for the barrel racing at the NFR, and I could be wrong, but they have like kind of a best dressed or um, something outfit related for mm-hmm. the 10 rounds. Now, they don't do that in breakaway that I know of. But what is kind of like your go to style for dressing for rodeo and then also for like the back number ceremony with Shane and being able to go watch him at the Thomas and Mac like what is your fashion take for the NFR so first and foremost I don't think the the girls the supporters the wives the girlfriends whatever your job is there as the other half or the supporter get enough credit because it's hard work whether you're dressing up or whether you're in the back helping with the horses like it's a hard job and it's a job that you have to do for 10 nights and you have to ride the roller coaster of emotions and just be like steady eddie over there going it's gonna be okay or that was really good but let's not get too excited you know um it's 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 hard work and so um I was initially excited this year because I was like, well, I'm not going to have to get dressed up as much because I'll be in my cowgirl clothes. Like I think three or four days, I'll, I think I'll just make it from roping straight to the arena just in time to, to watch the rodeo. So I won't have much time to um, get, get ready and stuff like that. So there will be a few nights that I'm just in my um, my cowgirl outfit, as I call it. <laughs> and um, then the other night, I'm because I just don't think I'm going to have much time. I, so I'm I'm going for um, cute but comfortable, just because I feel like I'm going to be able to run to the room, change clothes, and go to the rodeo. Um, I do love dressing up, and I do do it on occasion, but it's not something that. It stresses me out. I, I like to do it. And once it's all done and put together, I'm like, okay, I like this. But getting to the point of feeling put together is, is stressful for me. So I've been um, recruiting some help to get everything picked out and, and ready. Because what I do is before the finals, I go through and put my outfits together as far as like head to toe. Like I have what earrings I'm wearing, what jewelry I'm wearing, you know, shoes, I have the whole nine yards and I take a picture of it. That way, when I go to get ready, boom, I know what I'm wearing. Because if not, then I'm 
picking through and trying to decide and don't, I can't decide. And so it's, I've learned that it's just a lot faster if I know what I'm wearing and I just put it on and I just rock it. And it, you know, sometimes I'm like, Oh man, I don't know what I was thinking when I picked this out, but I, I, I don't let myself change my mind. So I'm, um, I, I actually, I have like three outfits for the 10 nights, but I'm, I'm wanting seven of the 10 because I think that's how many I'll actually need. So I've, I've been working on that and I was, I'm going to do that again tonight just because we'll leave sooner than later. Um, as far as the back number ceremony goes, I've been, um, I've been, I haven't, I have not found a dress quite yet. Um, for Shane's back number deal for my back number deal, I am going to wear a, um, a, like a tuxedo pantsuit. Ooh, yeah, it's. I, I think it's a blend of like feminine femininity, but not um, over the top. I don't know. I really like it, and so, I love and I like, pantsuits. So I yes, am here I like, for that. I, I like pantsuits too. So um, that's what I'm going to wear for the um, breakaway back number deal. What color it, is it? It's black. Oh, I remember. I don't remember what year it was, but Ashley Webster wore a hot pink one to the oh. back number ceremony. And I absolutely loved that so much. And she was one of the first people that I saw wear one for the back number ceremony. And I was like, that is genius. I mean, mm-hmm. she looked incredible. So I am here to support the pantsuit. Yes. And so it's funny. Shane has such a good memory. Um, I was going through my closet and I put on the dress that I remembered I wore it in 2015 to the back number deal, but I figured he wouldn't remember. And so I, he's in the living room. I go in the living room. I'm like, what do you think about this? He's like, um, you wore that in 2015 to the back number deal. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was hoping nobody would remember and I could rewear it, but clearly he didn't forget. So that, sure. that's to the side. But you're like, I was trying to be, make my life easier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. My, my husband's a little bit of a diva about stuff like that. So <laughs> does he have what he's wearing for the back of the ceremony picked out? He does not. Um, he sometimes likes to go, um, a little bit, um, wild as I, I would say. Um, and he loves Louisiana and he loves sports. So it, Sometimes he wants to go like really purple and gold on me, and I'm like, no, no, let's tone it down a little bit, you know. Um, so yeah, I kind of have a to major keep... LSU fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to keep him in check a little bit as far as what he ends up wearing. Um, but I, I do have him a just like a white, like very fitted like shirt. I don't know. I just think like a fitted men's shirt looks nice and so I just got to get him a jacket of some sort especially because their shirts they rodeo in are a little less fitted because they need room to really extend their arms to rope and kind of move and um, yeah so they're not so fitted so I agree like when they're in a dress shirt having it a little bit more tailored is always Mm -hmm. a nicer look yeah and and Shane's not a, a big human either so like when when you tailor it to him he's he looks better in my opinion Hey, we all have our opinion about how we yeah. like our men to look, so I yeah. support that. Yeah. Um, so an- another thing that I was learning when I was getting ready and preparing for this is in 2016, you and Shane were the big money winners over Cowboy Christmas in two separate events. Do you think that's going to happen again for y'all um, and break away and tie down roping? Um, realistically, I don't think it's possible in the breakaway right now just because there aren't as many rodeos um 
over the Cowboy Christmas that have breakaway, and a lot of them aren't um, equal money. Um, so maybe eventually when there's a lot of rodeos and the, there's equal money in the breakaway, um, I think that would be cool. Long term, this is very long term, and I think maybe it might be easier to go to the moon. But long term, I would like to say I can I make it to the NFR in both events the same year. That's very out there and and very long term. But I mean, we have to have goals, so that's that's. I love that. I love that. And so, with that, do you have a barrel horse coming up, or currently that you feel confident to be able to go rodeo on and make the NFR? I have um, I have a five year old that I like that I've been taking to like the amateurs around here that's been doing pretty good. I have a four year old that I'm going to start entering um, November fifteenth, and then I have a three year old that I'm excited about too. So I'm I'm kind of getting the trailer full right now and and having tryouts as I say, you know. Um, but eventually, I would like to have a trailer full of barrel horses and rope horses and be super competitive at both of them. It, it'll be hard to work. Um, I don't think Trevor got enough props for when he made it in multiple events, but um, I, I would love to do it. Yeah. And that adds a whole nother element to entering. Like you said, if they don't, if they don't all have breakaway at them and how you can do barrels breakaway and make it to all your other rodeos in a somewhat unified um, direction, not being yeah. able to have to zigzag around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier that you don't count how many barrel horses, and I once had someone tell me that you only count colors once, so maybe that'll help you get your make your numbers seem that is a, That is actually a great idea. That's a great idea. So the then problem if you only is count I have quite a bit of color. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you only have to count them once, it kind of brings the total head count down. Down, for sure. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm partial to buckskins, though, and then Shane has he's a sorrel blaze face man. And so we, we really do have a lot of horses, but we, we need them. That's what I tell Shane. Do. Like, well, you they, know, I need them. They are tools to make you better at your job. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. that's no different than my husband has several. He has to have practice horses and then different rodeo horses to go on. There's ones for certain setups. And mm-hmm. so it does make a difference. Yeah, I, I, we go through and like, okay, which one can we sell? And I'm like, well, I like that one. And then like, and then I'll name another one. And Shane's like, well, I like that one. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, and then we end up going through them. I'm like, so we all like, we each like at least one of them. So which one do we get rid of? You know? Yeah, and, so now do we draw straws? Is yeah. That how yeah. <laughs> what would you like to see happen and break away over the, like, the next five years for this to be expanded since it's, new on the scene and being added to the pro rodeos what if you had a perfect world what would you like to see happen with it in a perfect world i would like the nfr to include to me the nfr is is the rodeo at the thomas and mac and i i in a perfect world i think the breakaway should be there i i do understand that we have to pay our dues and we have to put in what others have put in for years and years before us but I mean, in a perfect world, I think um, it would be great to be there in the Thomas and Mac in front of 18,000 people, you know, um, that I agree. I think it'll be, I think, I do think it will happen. I don't know when, but I believe it will happen. Um, And with your, the breakaway finals being in Vegas this year, they're going to be held at the Orleans. Um, Have you, have you ever Roped at that arena. I know they used to have the Boyd Gaming, the Cinch Shootout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the yeah. Orleans. 
Were you ever a part of that, or have you gotten to compete mm-hmm. in that arena for the all-in barrel race or anything in the past? I, I've run barrels there, and um, they just came out with how the setup was going to be for the um, NFR for us in the Orleans arena, and so I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm pumped, you know. Um, I would just be... I just think it would be a bigger platform to be at the Thomas and Mac, you know. Well, yeah, and you know how it feels to be running down that alley at the Thomas and Mac and hear the crowd go crazy for you. Mm -hmm. So to have that experience in Breakaway as well would be incredible. Mr. Realist Shane, he he told me already, he's like, I think, you know, you should just be prepared that it's not going to be what your NFRs in the past have been. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, what do you mean though? He's like, it's just not going to be the same. I'm like, you're right. I know you are, you know. Um, But still, you know, we we did still rodeo to get there and and they only take 15. So it is still a huge accomplishment. Um, But Shane was making sure my expectations were reeled in a little bit. So I wasn't disappointed. Yes, and you'd mentioned roping pretty much every day that you're in Vegas, but one. So where else will they, uh, will everyone be able to watch you rope at? Um, so I will, let's see, the second, I will be at Resorts World. They're having the, um, the Masters, um, Elite Breakaway Roping. That's on the second. Um, on the third, I'll be at the Plaza for the Rope for the Crown. And hopefully again on the fourth there, um, the fifth, I think is the day that our back number um deal is i think that's a sunday so we don't we can't compete anywhere on the fifth sixth or seventh because that's when um our our nfr is so the sixth and seventh i'll rope at the orleans and then the eighth ninth and tenth i'll rope at resorts world again for the um i'm not sure what they're calling it um, oh that's the resorts uh world breakaway championship yeah they mm-hmm. partnered with all in breakaway as well yes yeah. mm-hmm. mm-hmm. very nice yeah well you um and so you so the fifth, six, seventh. You said those are the days that so you've got your NFR back number, which you've got your pantsuit for, and then mm-hmm. you'll be roping at the Orleans. So, um, are tickets on sale? How can people come watch you and support the all the incredible women that are roping during the NFR? Yeah, I'm fairly certain they're on uh, Ticketmaster or through um, the Orleans Arena. Um, they, I think they have ticket, individual ticket sales there as well. Um, I just got my, like we get, um, we get one free and then I think we get like that, the option to buy seven more. And so, um, I just got those the, a, a day ago. So that was that, you know, it's kind of cool. And that's something that I've been trying to do, um, this time around is, you know, enjoy the little, the little wins, you know, like just getting the, our tickets. I was like, this is cool you know like I'm trying to enjoy the the little moments and the little victories um because I think before I was I I didn't slow down to enjoy them enough and I just kind of thought those those little things would just keep happening um now knowing how hard it is to for those little victories I try to relish in them a little bit wonderful well I just have a few more questions for you and then we'll wrap this up I always like to end every episode with two questions First question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Keep working. I've had to work hard um, to kind of get back to being competitive. And there was a lot of times when I wasn't competitive and it wasn't fun. And, you know, I always say, like, I've 
I've come this far. Like, what am I going to do now? Quit? And I'm like, no, I'm not a quitter, you know? And so I, like, I have to like talk myself into it, you know, but at the end of the day, it's just keep working. Like, and, and, you know, Shane's been super successful, but he, he's the same way. He's like, I got to keep working. If I want to be successful, I got to keep working at it. Well, and there's always a younger generation that's coming up that are incredibly talented and they've got so many, I don't want to say more opportunities, but different opportunities. I think social media has made a big game changer in it because there's so many runs that you can go watch live and dissect and you can text videos over and there's Mm -hmm. more opportunities for schools or anything like that. So when somebody's even in like junior high and rodeoing at little britches levels and things, they've got all these opportunities to learn from even more people and at different levels. And so I agree with that. You have, you can't quit quit working because if you stop, then these younger kids up, Mm -hmm. they're going to come past us. Yep. Yeah. And the opportunities that kids are are having at, at this time is absolutely amazing. You know, it's crazy to me that so many, young people um come out to vegas and then they're not necessarily coming out to watch us at the nfr they're coming because they're entered at at some of their ropens and some of their barrel races and stuff like that and so i think that's really cool that that they get these big opportunities and they they're used to pressure because they've they've roped for twenty thousand before you know this isn't their their first time so i think it's pretty cool i agree and then my second and final question for you is if you could go back and give 12-year-old Taylor one piece of advice, what would you tell yourself about everything that's happened since that point in your life? I would say it all works out. And and it 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 almost brings tears to my eyes when I think about what the special horses in my life have brought me, you know, um I wouldn't have my husband, you know, I, you know, and I tell him all the time, you were so good at dealing with me. You know, there, there's, there's good days and there's bad days and he's, he's able to handle both. So, um, and it's all because of some really great horses that it just worked out with. Um, I, I, I think sometimes we try to, um, make things happen, you know, and, and force things to happen. And sometimes it's, you know, when we just like kind of let things go a little bit and let things fall into place is when, when it really, the magic happens. I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, being a kid is extremely hard in general. And then adding competitive sports, no matter what it is, is a added pressure because you want to make your parents proud. You want to make yourself proud. And so there's, I think anyone that's lived in a competitive industry and for some reason, 12 years old is always like that pivotal age. You're not quite a teenager, but you're still not a little kid. And there's all these emotions. I always ask the age of 12 for that reason. And I know that as myself, I was being very competitive in the cutting horse industry at that point and also trying to figure out what's the level of like how to maintain that friendship with other kids that you're competing against, but cheering for them. And there's mm-hmm. so many things that go in that aspect, too. Yeah, you know, and and I I still tell myself this, like, is this something, like, when I want to get upset about something, I'm like, is this something that is going to change my life? Like, is it worth being this upset over? And I'm like, you know what, no. That, that is the answer most of the time. I'm like, okay, just 
cool it a little bit, you know. Because, it was just a heated moment. <laughs> yes, yes. And so I try to, like, just take a step back, and I'm like, it'll work out. Just let it be, you know. So, yes. Well, Taylor, thank you so much for being on here, and we're excited to get to watch you during the NFR rope at a lot of different places. Um, and if everyone wants to follow along with you and find you on social media, how can they do that? Um, I have Instagram and uh, Facebook. I I haven't been able to change my name on Facebook because I'm not techie at all. I struggle. Um, but on Instagram, it's uh, Taylor Lynn Hanshi. And then on Facebook, it's Taylor Jacobs. Wonderful. Well, uh, we look forward to watching you in Vegas. And we can't wait to see both back number outfits and what you decide for your outfits when you don't have to go to the NFR for your cowgirl clothes as well. Yeah, I, I, I do like, um, I love shoes. And so every night I do have a cool pair of shoes. No, I, I have, you're speaking my love language right there. Yeah. I I love shoes. And you had mentioned going out to Vegas sooner than later. And I have to be out there quite an extended period of time working with group W productions. And they made fun of me in 2019 because I sent a, massive tub of shoes i'm not as diligent as you about picking my outfits out ahead of time and i sent out like 63 pair of shoes and <laughs> they made I, I, fun I of me because they were i don't pack in suitcases either i pack in big um plastic tubs I, that's and... exactly what i send them in yeah and they were like you have one tub they give a tub full of shoes and i was like i do i don't know what i'm gonna wear every day and mm-hmm. what if i want to come change and wear two or three pair of shoes a day Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I get that 100%. So I, I don't know what my outfits are going to look like quite yet, but my shoes should But you know it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited as a fellow shoe lover to yeah. see what you'll be rocking out there. Well, I appreciate it. And thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend with us. And we look forward to seeing you in Vegas and talking to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Bye. Bye.